Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me right now on Kumite Radio is John Vake. He'll be fighting on September 29th at Aftershock 30, facing Sam Joe Totu for the welterweight title. What's going on, John? Uh, no, not much, man. Just finished a little bit of work. How about yourself? Good, good, man. Um, first thing I want to talk about is the VF mentoring program that you're doing. What is it, and why are you involved in it? Um, so, I guess in um, a long story short for what it is, it's, um, it's a well-being program. Um, what I've done is I've created a program that helps better people. It doesn't necessarily promote the sport. Um, it really promotes well-being. That's why I emphasize the well-being side. Um, none of these kids have to be fighters. Um, and the reason why I did it because I'm from a place called Calston, uh, me and my brothers. Um, and, and it's a place in Auckland that doesn't have much opportunity. You know, and um, what I use this um, as an example is for a way for these kids to um, sort of express, let energy out, um, set goals. And I tell them, you don't have to be a fighter. This is just the way to, sort of an outlet, you know. They have creative dance studios. They have creative art studios. But there's no such thing called creative, like, I guess, physical activity, you know. And um, I wanted to use um, mixed martial arts as, um, as an idea to help promote that. And um, going back to that physical, um, you know how we have dance studios. None of those guys are expected to become world champion dancers. There's just, it's, it's, a, it's an outlet, you know. And I just thought it was a crime that the only outlet we have now in our sport are gyms. But when you go to a gym, you get told that you have to be a fighter. Mm. So I wanted to create a program for these kids being like, look, you don't have to be anything. You can be whatever you want. Um, and it's just another option. If you don't feel like dancing or drawing, um, come learn some one-twos with me. And then we'll see some goals. For sure. You're breaking barriers for the mixed martial arts because a lot of people have this image of the sport as – you know, brutal, and that's all That's all they think about. But you're trying to show people that you can actually not be a fighter and just kind of use it as something to make you healthier and, you know, better your life. A hundred percent, you know. Um, um, I guess for me, like, um, having to penetrate that market was quite hard. Um, what I had to explain to them was um, mentoring through martial arts is a unique position because um, kids they, these days and age, um, it's different to when we grow up, we all knew that. Um, there needs to be an exchange. There has to be something in it for them. Right? MMA is the fastest growing sport in the world. you know. Um, so I feel like if you can leverage that, you can create an exchange. Um, I'll give you what you want, but you give me what you need. And um, what I need from you is a little bit of effort and a little bit of focus. And I'll give you what you want. You know, you get to learn the jab, you know, right hand, you know, <laughs> things like make MMA cool, you know. For sure. Um, you joined City Kickboxing last year. Why did you decide to make the move over to that gym? Um, to be honest with you, what not many people actually knew was um, me and my brothers, we were there for like five years ago. Mm. Um, we, were, um, we were amongst the guys that were there right at the beginning when City Kickboxing was mostly focused on kickboxing. Um, then I met um, the head coach, Eugene, and um, what ended up happening, this, the way we got connected was um, Dan Hooker hit me up. He was getting ready for a fight. He needed a body. Um, and back then I was just more of a wrestler for them, you know, 
uh, someone that can go in there and um, try to take him down uh, before he hits pads or something, you know. <laughs> um, and then what ended up happening was um, I stayed at my, my gym, but I was always training with him. Like, I was still training with him. Um, that's why when I went to Tiger, I went straight. Um, when I went to Thailand, I went straight to Tiger with Dan. They were still my teammates. I was just at another gym. Um, I went to a scenario where um, where I am now, where we're getting closer and closer to our big goal, which is the UFC. And um, I needed to go full-time in the place that was going to help me. And City Kickboxing was the choice, you know? Yeah, definitely. It is the, the number one gym in that area. And everybody knows about it now because of the names. And, and then there's a lot of guys like you coming up that have been grinding for years and you're going to be out there soon. So it's good to see that uh, you guys are working together to kind of elevate your, each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm super grateful for, um, for that gym, you know. Um, I think that gym, that gym's um, secret is their selflessness, you know. Um, it's never about them, you know. And um, the fact that, because I've actually fought Israel before, you know. So when I came in there, it was like a little bit different, you know. Um, I don't know any other gyms that would have let a kid like that come in, you know. Um, that could have been a threat. I wasn't a threat. I was still not a threat, you know, like we're, we're teammates, we're brothers. But like um, on day one, you don't know that. And um, yeah, I think it, when it comes down to making that decision, you just show your heart, right? And and um, I asked my coach, um, why did you take me on? He said that um, I, I, I like, this is my passion. And when you came in here, that was my passion, you know, and um, whether it burns him or not. And it kind of taught me a few, a few things about that, you know. Yeah, speaking of former opponents, you have a few former opponents at City Kickboxing. When you first arrived there again, when you went back, was it very was it pretty awkward in the beginning? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, um, for me, when I first went to City Kickboxing, I was on the verge of um, like a lot of things. So I had a lot of big fights. But um, what a lot of many people actually knew was. When I got there, I had those past opponents, like you said. It was smart. You did your research, and um, and you never make it um to a fight by yourself. So I was still getting used to the system. I was still getting used to my training partners, and that's when I was fighting for the hex welterweight belt. You know, I'm I'm still learning now. Um, these guys better make up as much ground as they can, because as soon as I get comfortable with this team, you know, you've seen what happens when guys get comfortable in this team. You know, I don't. You can you can bring up Kai Kara France, Shane Young, Israel. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I'm confident in the system, but um. Yeah, I guess for me, me and my brothers, we did all of um, we did everything kind of by ourselves. Came to City Kickboxing. I guess what happened was everyone expected a lot. They were like, the Vakia brothers are linked up with City Kickboxing. It's gonna mesh. We've seen it in NBA. You don't just throw superstars together and it works. You know. Um, so what we're doing now is um, we're just learning how to find the synergy. And every day we're getting better and better with it. Um, and it's gonna be scary for me, who's been grinding for years. But the ones you need to watch out for are my two brothers because they're only young and they're undefeated. <laughs> You know, and they don't have to make mistakes that I made. You know, all the mistakes I made was because I didn't have my team. You know, these guys got a team now. You know, they got wealth of experience, you know. So um, it's good for Vake fam right now. You know, we're excited. Your last appearance in the MMA cage was about six months ago at Hex 13. What have you been doing since that fight? Uh, training. I haven't stopped. Um, it was hard for me. I said no to about seven fights since then. Um, my coach, what I told you now wasn't my idea. That's what my coach told me. And I only had that revelation in six months. Um, he told me that we can continue to bang our head against the wall or do what Einstein said, the definition of insanity is to repeat the same process, expect a different result. Or we can sit back and figure out why we're not performing to the level that we want. We need to be performing. At, you know? um, and right now, we're at that stage where everyone we're fighting wants to get to the UFC. So it's not like we're in the amateur ranks now where we can learn. You know, um, 
and that's just a scenario. And so he said that after that loss, we needed to take time off. And, um, and all that we've been doing is um, just getting better and learning more about my coach, learning more about how he wants things. Like when he says it a certain way, what type of way does he expect me to do it? Um, and then for him, when he tells me to do certain things, what, what type of way he expects me to do it? Um, if you look at the successful guys in our gym, guys like Israel and guys like Dan, they know what he's thinking before he's even thinking. Mm -hmm. I came in there with 17 fights and a New Zealand title, and I don't know what he's thinking. You know, but everyone outside looking in, they'll say, oh, that doesn't match. You're a champion. You went to a champion coach. And one thing my coach always told me was it, um, it's different in the inside, and we know what we're doing on the inside. So what we need to do is just focus on the inside, and as long as we get that synergy, um, block out the noise, and we're going to get better, you know. And, um, and yeah, it will pay off. Yeah, one thing I noticed about uh, every one of the guys that I've talked to from your gym is that they trust in the coach, which is kind of rare because a lot of the guys, when they get to a certain level, they feel that they know more than the coach. Like they, they are at the same level as the coach, but you guys are like trusting the system, which is, which is a beautiful thing because you guys are successful now. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, um, I think, I think that's the hardest, but um, you know, is trust, you know, learning how to trust someone else with um, all the work that you've done, especially when you didn't technically start with them, you know, um, but, you know, I think the proof is in the pudding, you know, with the guys that he's made. Um, for me, it was never really about the guys who were successful. Um, they made me believe. It was my failures. It was me not making it work. It was my last showing. Like, my last three fights, I'm one and two. And that's not normal for me, you know. And I know that. Um, I know how to win and I know how to lose. Um, so, for me, it was about, all right, maybe what everyone else is saying is right. Maybe you're not that smart. Maybe you need to dumb down. Maybe you need to listen, you know. And that's what I've been doing the last six months is learning how to shut up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> now, your brother James, he was originally supposed to take the fight against Sam, but he suffered yeah. an injury. You, the yeah. bigger brother, stepped up to take his place. Explain what exactly happened in that situation. Um, yeah, so James was, um, James was sparring. I actually wasn't there. I wasn't there. And uh, he just got into a little bit of an injury, you know. Um, and when they took it, um, when it was down to my coach, it was 100% my coach's um, decision. Um, he had a decision. He, um, he said he, we could push through, we could make it. Um, but looking at the variables, looking at the fact that James is free, you know, how young he is, um, and what he had to gain for pushing forward compared to what he had to lose, he told James his best. Um, he gave James the six months talk that I that I had. You know, like maybe it's time for you to listen. Maybe it's time for you to think. You know, we're not in a rush. You know, um, for you. And then he looked at me, and then he pretty much said, "It might be time for you to get off the bench." You know, um, I guess in the scenario for me, um, Sam's kind of in a bad scenario now because I'm in a scenario now where my younger brother would die to be in my position. So you think, what do you think I'm going to do with this opportunity? You know. Yeah, I'm going to put everything I can, you know, and um, if he can handle it, we'll see. But he's going to take everything I have because I'm not going to go in there and take this for granted when I got a brother that would die to fight this dude. Um, with that being said, my brother will fight this dude. He'll just fight him after me. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, how has training camp been going? Are you working with anyone in particular to get ready for a totu? Um, yeah, to be honest, I've just been working a lot with the team. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. Um. And that's what I was talking about, that trust thing. Um, everything I'm doing is everything I've had done. 
it's just I'm um, doing it with a little bit different mentality, you know, um, a, a little bit smarter, um, doing it with a little bit more belief, and um, and it just takes time for that, you know, um, to gain that synergy. I, I had um, for me, it's just um, yeah, it's the same names in there. Um, I got Fao in there, my younger brother James is in there. Um, I've got Israel, I've got Kai, I've got the same amount of boys, you know. So um, yeah, nothing really changed as far as um working. Um, we haven't really adjusted anything. Um, we've just sort of um, kept doing what we're doing and um, with the focus on him, you know. Totu, he's a wild man. He has a gritty style. He likes to swing for the fences, trade shot for shot. What are the flaws of this type of style? Um, I think his, um, I think his um, inability to control himself. Mm. You know, um, it's a 25-minute fight, you know, um, so I think his inability, his like his his wildness is going to hurt him in twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know because obviously we know that if I put him on the mat, it's going to be a rough night for him. And you know, and obviously we know that if you're throwing wild, you're going to fatigue and real quick. You know, so we're going to be smart. We're going to be smarter than him, and we're going to be first. That's what the game plan is. You know, I'll tell him straight to his face now. We're going to be smarter. We're going to be first. We're going to control the distance. We're going to take you down when we feel like it. We'll lift you up when we feel like it. You know, and we'll see how wild you can be from there. How do you see this night going down? You just mentioned that you would tell him the game plan to his face. Most guys will try to be secretive and, and like, say something else. But uh, how do you see? What kind of performance do you want to display for the fans? Uh, For me, personally, um, I feel like this is the perfect fight to show the level that I'm at. Um, my last, my last few fights have only ever fought top five, you know, top five, top ten guys. You know, um, the way I see Sam, um, Sam was supposed to really fight James, and they were supposed to look at the winner of that was going to go into the top ten. You know, um, I'm his first top ten guy. You know, I'm his hardest guy. He's not my hardest opponent. You know, so um, I think the way I see this fight is me walking in there and imposing my will um, because I. I know I belong in the A-League. Does he know he belongs in the A-League? You know, so um, if he does, it's going to be a 25-minute war. If he doesn't, he's going to be found out real quick. He's going to fight. We're going to figure out whether his win streak was padded or not. You know, because we know that I'm not padded. I fought everyone against there, you know. I've got my belt. You know, I know my belt means something. You know, I won my New Zealand belt with a guy that's ranked number seven in, in, in our rankings, you know. Who, um, what ranking is the guy he won his belt from? Bantamweight? Lightweight? Like, we're going to see if you deserve to be amongst the kings of the welterweight division, you know, and we'll find out um, in Gladstone. All right, September 29th in Gladstone, Aftershock 30. John Vake will face Sam Joe Totu for the welterweight title. It is exciting, exciting times for you, man. Thanks for your time. Hey, thank you, John. Thanks for having me, bro. I appreciate it. This is me, but I've seen this podcast, so it's mean to be on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, man, for sure.